25, verses 6 through 9. Hear these words of Scripture. On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all people, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day, they will say, surely this is our God. He tr we trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now I invite Reverend Kathy DeCready to come up and share God's word with us. Good morning. Today is jam-packed full of reasons to worship. Resurrection, remembering, communion and candles, and a table of grace, and grief that has the possibility to be transformed into joy and into hope. This past week, on October 29th, Rudy would have been 100 years old. Rudy was born on the 29th of October in 1921 to a large Catholic family on the west side of Cleveland. Rudy had a grade school education and joined the Navy and the Merchant Marines. After World War II, Rudy spent time as a fireman on an ore freighter boat on the Great Lakes. Rudy was a devoted son to his widowed mother and a generous brother to his sisters helping finance their Catholic education. Rudy eventually married Rose and had four boys. Rudy sent the boys to Catholic school. He sang and danced with Rose in the kitchen. He made lunch for the boys every day when they walked home from school. You remember when we used to do that? And then walk back to finish the day of school. He taught the boys how to fish, how to clean fish, how to drive a bat boat, how to dig up dandelions in the yard, and so much more. I never met Rudy. He died when he was 50 years old. But his boys tell stories and still talk about their dad. They remember. They live the life that he taught them to live. Rudy is my father-in-law, a man I never met, a man that I look forward to meeting one day on the other side. But he is a man who I see in his sons He visits in our kitchen when his son, my husband, Danny, sings and dances with me in the kitchen. I see Rudy when Danny decides he's going to catch enough fish for our family for a fish fry every Friday throughout the year like his dad did when they were kids. We remember with our words, with our values, and with our actions 
We remember the saints in our daily lives through our relationships with each other and in our caring for each other. All Saints Sunday is a day of celebrating for the lives of those lived in this family of faith who have walked and come before us, a celebration of the company of ordinary saints, past and present, who still walk with us. It's a bittersweet recounting of those who have died over this past year and remembering those who are no longer present in our life. Thank you for bringing photos of your family and your beloved to remember and to celebrate today. We all have a Rudy in our lives, many Rudys. We have stories that float through our memories and bring a smile to our faces. If we're honest, there are memories of people that are also hard. We have a hard time labeling as saints because our memories of them are challenging. Sometimes they bring sadness and hurt and brokenness to our present moment. Remembering is sometimes also not easy. I do hope, though, that we can all find someone in the deep files of our memories, something good, someone who was good and kind, who left your world, our world, better than they found it. As they said in the musical Wicked, I am who I am today because I knew you, and I've been changed for the better. I've been changed for good. I encourage you today to try to focus on a saint in your life or in history or in scripture who has shaped your journey of faith. To remember. Remember Me is a song in the movie Coco. It's a Disney Pixar movie that was inspired by the Mexican holiday, the Day of the Dead, a holiday that is celebrated from the 31st of October through the 2nd of November. The Day of the Dead is like All Hallows' Eve and like this day of All Saints' Day. The multi-day holiday involves family and friends and gathering to pay respect and to remember friends and family members who have died. These celebrations can take a humorous tone as celebrants remember funny events and antidotes about the departed Decorations include flowers and altars with photos like this, and events of food and deceased favorite things are gathered, like blankets and necklaces. The movie Coco shows this celebration as joyous, loving, and beautiful, yet also painful, real and raw, filled with secrets and regret, and broken relationships and misunderstandings and longings for lost love. It's real life. It's real family history. And this text from Isaiah that Heidi read for us today speaks deeply to the desires of the heart that are caught up in All Saints Day or the Day of the Dead. Honest gratitude for the lives of those who we have loved, unspoken and unresolved parts of relationships, bitter grief at being separated from one another, a heart-wrenching longing to be with one another again. And on that mountain of the Lord that the scripture talks about, all people will be gathered for a feast, says Isaiah. 
The shadows around us and the divisions among us will fade away. Disgrace and sorrow and even death will be vanished. Squabbles and heartbreak, transgressions and grief and loss and human divisions of politics and racism and separation and economic divide will be transformed at that feast on that mountain. What a day and what a time that will be. Jesus was born into a family just like you and me. We read about the adult life that he lived as a carpenter who hung out with fishermen. He was a rabbi and a teacher, a healer, a way maker. Jesus cast out demons. He fed people. He turned water into wine. He called out people. He confronted church leaders and politicians. He talked to anyone and everyone and invited them to belong. And he told them that they mattered and that it didn't matter what they had done and not done, that they had an opportunity to make new decisions and start life over right now and right here and to live and be claimed and not to be judged or denied. Jesus spoke truth and peace and love and mercy and grace to broken people. And he cursed and he warned to the people who caused the brokenness in people. Jesus was born a person, the Son of God, and he died the Savior of the world. When does Jesus show up in your kitchen or in your workplace or in your living room with your friends and with your family or with strangers and your neighbor? Because we remember. We remember Jesus every day when we pray, every Sabbath Sunday when we worship, we remember with our words and our values and our actions. We remember Jesus in our daily lives through our relationship and our caring for each other. When we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, to bring that feast of that mountain down to the world right now in the world in which we live and make the kingdom of God real right now for all people. We remember Jesus when we act like Jesus, when we live like Jesus, when we love like Jesus loved, when we speak truth to church leaders and political power, when we decide that we want the world to look like that mountain feast, when we realize in an aha moment of holy discovery that the kingdom of God is here and now and that the work of a modern day saint is to work to end racism, stop participating in economic divide, to be a steward of the earth and to do life different and to live in holiness and reconciliation and not in separation. Where else do we hear these words, remember me? One of the men who was crucified with Jesus on the cross said to Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And we say these words in the communion feast. Jesus said, remember me when you do this. The communion feast is our closest connecting point to God and our closest connecting point to those who have gone before us, the saints of God. The communion feast is God connecting with us. It's God coming down to love and to model sacrifice to be with us and to keep and make covenant with us, 
Communion is the food from that mountain feast that Isaiah is talking about in the Holy Word of Scripture that we read today. It is a sampling taste of the holy realm of God here on earth taking place right here and right now. It is that thin place between earth and heaven that we can enter into. Thin places are a Celtic Christian term that are those rare experiences when the distance between heaven and earth collapses. They've been called places in the world where the walls are weak. And sometimes that happens when we are our weakest. When another spiritual dimension seems nearer than usual. It could be a sacred moment spurred on by a spiritual practice or a deep conversation that pierces your soul. Communion has the power to be that thin place in our life. I entered into that thin place recently at a Catholic funeral for a friend's father. The senses were swung and the incense was smelled all throughout the sanctuary as a holy scent. The sounds of music and scriptures and the preaching caused me to experience a wonder and an awe of eternity, the certainty of heaven, the grace of a loving God and a peace that passes all understanding, the power of remembering and connecting to the sense our senses and the saints in a real and powerful way. In the communion ritual of the great thanksgiving, it tells the whole experience of God's saving act in history from creation to God's covenant with Israel through Jesus' life and death and resurrection. And in this prayer of the great thanksgiving, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit upon us in the gifts of bread and wine, something mysterious is happening. We connect. When we receive the bread and the wine, so we may be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood, we are remembering. We are bringing the kingdom of God right here and right now in our workplaces, in our family, in the stores, everywhere we are, we have the possibility to bring the kingdom of God, to be a thin place for someone else. And at the same time that we are also remembered, we are put back together. We are not separated any longer. We are reconnected. We pray that we may be one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world. That God's work of making us one and reuniting us, remembering and connecting us together with each other in an ordinary way by which God feeds us and God sustains us and empowers us to live as Christians in the world. And so today we remember people in our lives who shaped our faith, who impacted our character and who we are as brothers and sisters and moms and dads and grandmothers and friends. We remember people who throughout history made a difference in this world. Not all famous people, some ordinary dads like Rudy, all who left a legacy and an impact, their lives mattered 
to ours. And we remember. Remember me, Jesus says. Remember what I did. Remember that God is bigger than your greatest problem. And that you serve a God of abundance. A God of feasts and mountains. A God of wonder and power. A God of angel armies. So let's celebrate by living a life that leads to restoration and renewal and repair and recovery so that people see Jesus in you. So that people see Jesus in you and remember that this is the Lord. This is our God that we've been waiting for. You, me, we. We all need to help the world remember by living like Jesus in our words, in our actions, in our relationships, and in our values. Amen. Let us continue to remember. Now, as we move into a time of lighting candles and tolling the bell, I invite you to join me in an attitude of prayer as we read the names of those who have passed away this year in our midst. Think of the way each one of these individuals has impacted the lives of others through their life. And as we light the candle of each one, let us be reminded of the light of our loved ones that lives and glows within us. Laverne Ernst. Ruth Bondra. George Coslin, Linda DiTorno, Mary Lou Esposito, Felix Fetisha. Doug Gibe Sr. Virginia Klein Gersony. Shirley Hill. Joe Holmes. Matthew Johnson. David Lloyd. Michael 
long. Betty Louise Pace. Sean Osisco. Reagan Papp. Patricia Pasek. Fred Priest. John Preminsky. Joan Quaid. Karen Schrodel. Paul Sindela. Peggy Smith. Marianne Snyderwine. Walt Walburn. Marisol Wiley. We light this next candle for all those who are unnamed, who have passed on to the church triumphant in years past and who live on in our hearts and we miss every day. And we light this last candle for those who have passed away due to COVID-19. Although life is slowly inching its way back to normal, we recognize that this pandemic has taken too many lives and will have a lasting effect on each and every one of us. Let us pray. God of us all, your love never ends. When all else fails, you still are God. We pray to you for one another in our need and for all anywhere who mourn with us today. To those who doubt, give your light. To those who are weak, give your strength. To all who have sinned, give your mercy. And to all who sorrow, Give your peace. Keep true in us the love with which we hold one another. Lord, in all our ways we trust you. And to you, with your church on earth and in heaven, we offer honor and glory now and forever. Amen. As we move into this time of celebrating Holy Communion with one another, I'm reminded of how we chose 
Joseph and Corey's names. Joseph is my mom's dad. Strong farmer. And Corey is named after Cornelia, my Oma, my dad's mom. And I think of the ways that they live on in my kids and live on in me. And I think of this table. This table is small. But this is just a symbol of Christ's table. And I imagine Grandpa and Oma sitting at this table, at Christ's table in heaven with us, excited to share in communion, knowing that they are here, that our loved ones are here with us in this royal and beautiful feast. Most holy Lord, may you pour your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ so that we might be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we get to feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. This is the body of Christ, broken for you, for the forgiveness of your sins. Take and eat. This is the blood of Christ, the cup of Christ's covenant, to renew you, to forgive your sins. Take and drink of this. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. God, we remember you. God, you unite us with you again through this holy mystery. God, help us to be your agents of unity and hope, strengthened by your spirit, so that we might give ourselves to others in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Now I invite you to stand as we sing together our closing hymn.
as we go from this time together. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Have a great week.